Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. Hey, Tolly. Hey, Mikey. Do you know who Allison Brie is married to? I didn't even know that Allison Brie was married. I mean, I, yeah, I don't care. So no, I don't know. Who is Allison Brie married to? A gentleman named Dave Franco. Is he related to James Franco? He is related to James <laughs> Franco. And you know what else is interesting about him? What else? He directed a little movie called The Rental. He also <gasps> oh, wrote it. Oh, interesting. Uh, this movie was post- Community, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, this, is, this this movie, The Rental, is from 2020. So Alison Brie did not need her husband to cast her special in a movie. Like, she she was a person. She, <laughs> she was a she, person. Hollywood acknowledged that she existed already. I'm sure this was something he wanted to do, and he's like, hey, honey, come be in a movie. Let's let's be fun together. Let's let's do something creative. Let's make a podcast. We know what that's like. Exactly. And so together they set about making a little tiny horror flick about four people renting a uh, what like an Airbnb kind of deal. Yeah, a fancy Airbnb, which is one of the things I had an issue with. Like they're just like. Oh, let's just look online and see if there's anything available for, like, tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. And there was, and it was a giant mansion, which, like, on a lake in the middle of nowhere, that, I mean, if that place had been less than $500 a night, I would be shocked. It was probably more like $800 or above. Well, they did express shock at the price, which we didn't get to hear. So clearly it was expensive, and that was also the lampshade for why it was available so soon, was they were like, why is this available? <gasps> oh, that's why, in reference to the price. Did they actually say that? Yeah, some version that. of that, yeah. I was just annoyed that like it was available on two days' notice. I don't know. <laughs> but whatever. So they go to this fancy Airbnb out in the middle of nowhere, But, first of all, Mina, who is the girl who is not played by Alison Brie, um, tries to book the Airbnb and is rejected, and she thinks it's because she has a very Middle Eastern name. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, an hour or two later, Charlie successfully books the place. Yes. And there was a whole discussion in the car about, like, whether it was racism. And one of my notes was, was it racism? Uh, very likely. Yeah, probably. I feel like the answer, anytime that you're like, was that racism? <laughs> the answer is yes. Sure. Why not? Probably. Um, and then they get there and they t- and it turns out, oh, yes, it was racism. <laughs> yes, it was as they meet Taylor, the guy who runs the place. Yeah. So he's like a kind of rednecky. That's racist. <laughs> no, it <laughs> might be inappropriate, but it's not racist. <laughs> 
He's like a rednecky dude, you know, caretaker dude. Like, is in every horror movie. You know, I don't know if he was wearing overalls or jeans and a flannel shirt, but he was definitely that kind of guy. Yeah, he was that kind of guy. Uh, dry, drove a, like, dumpy pickup truck, made vaguely racist, sexist comments. Yeah, they were subtle. And then when they, he was called on them, he was like, what? What? Why I never. I have no idea what you're talking about. But, you know, he, he gets them all checked in and heads off and there they are in a fancy Airbnb. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Well, this is one of those stories where big secrets come out mm. as the couples are hanging out together. And that's the problem. Well, it's not. It's actually pretty minor compared to the real problem. I mean, it could have been pretty minor. They made it a big deal, and they made it, like, the reason why they were willing to lie and cheat and steal and murder. And, I mean, they could have just been honest about them doing something they shouldn't have done, and none of this would have happened. Okay, so we have four characters. We have Charlie and Josh, who are brothers. They are. Charlie... Is the dude who runs some kind of, I don't know, engineering? Do, do we know what business he had? No. Well, he and Mina work in some kind of creative job where they were excited that they succeeded at their creative task. Right, but they never really talk about what it is. I kind of got the sense, like, the way the office was and everything, that it was some kind of, like, architect sort of thing. All right. But suddenly they had, you know, had their big break and they were going to, you know, make it rich, which is why they were willing to spend so much money on an Airbnb they for a week. They deserved it. Yes. So Charlie owns the company. He's the, you know, professional brother. Mm-hmm. He works with Mina, who is dating his brother, Josh, who is the mess up brother. There's always one. Right? He has been in jail because he, like, beat somebody up to the point of almost dying. He can't keep a job. Like, right now he's an Uber driver or something like that. And then there's Michelle, who is Charlie's wife. Yep. That's the four people. But things are not all well in the relationships of Charlie and Michelle. Yes. And Josh and Mina. Because... Two seconds into the movie, mm. when they're online shopping for Airbnbs, mm. it's like, oh, Mina and Charlie are together. But they aren't really together. They're just mentally together. Well, the scene feels like it starts with Charlie and Mina talking, like looking at the computer together. And it feels like not only do they work together, but they're like a couple of some kind. Definitely. And then Josh comes in and Mina's kissing him and uh-huh. and like... Suddenly you're like, wait, what? The very first note I wrote down is, is Mina into both brothers? <laughs> yes. So it comes on very early. Yep. And then, of course, that's where it goes mm. with Charlie and Mina having a little bit of an affair kind of situation going uh, on. A, a, a little bit of an affair? like We'll have to Michelle, check the tapes to be sure. Michelle goes to bed early. Josh gets drunk and passes out. And what do uh, Charlie and Mina do? They get in the hot tub together. And then they get in the shower together. Oh. (gasps) Which the bathrooms were all in bedrooms. So was she showering in the room where Josh was sleeping or in the room where Michelle was sleeping? Well, I think the secret to that is that Josh was sleeping on the couch. 
I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's your answer. For real, I was like, are they doing this in the shower right next to the room that Michelle is in? (laughs) Like, this is a bad plan. Yeah. I mean, it was a bad plan anyway, but... Well, it turned out to be an extra bad plan. (gasps) Why? Because there was a camera in the shower. What? There were secret cameras in an Airbnb in a horror movie? In fact, there were. Inconceivable. But true, nonetheless. So, there's the tension we find, Mm. is that... They discover there's cameras. So on the one hand, they're like, we got to get out of here. We got to, you know, get this guy to erase these tapes, etc. But at the same time, we can't talk about it or make a big deal of it because that we'd have to admit to our various Mm -hmm. partners that we have done this. Right. Like if they hadn't done anything wrong, if they weren't feeling guilty, it would have been we need to leave immediately. This guy is filming us. In the shower, not okay. Like, we need to get out of here. But they didn't want to get caught. Mm -mm. They didn't want to have to talk about anything. I I don't understand why they didn't just leave. Like, like what? Well, because they would have had to explain why they wanted to leave. And if they said, this guy's filming us... I mean, there was talk about, let's, you know, go to the cops. Let's do that. And then the video would come out. Yeah. I guess. I, the whole thing was very contrived in a way that I struggled to understand because I have such a, like... Because you have morals. I have, I have such a strong sense of right and wrong. And, like, <laughs> you guys are making a, the wrong choice here. I, it was hard. But, I mean, I guess within the movie it did explain why they did what they did. Because they did not have that... Yeah sense of right and wrong no they did not clearly so also to make things even more complicated michelle brought molly not a fifth person (laughs) no so that they could all do drugs and like have fun over the weekend because y'all know it's not possible to have fun without drugs obviously um and that was the very first point where i was super suspicious of michelle because she brings the drugs and she's like, yeah. here, I brought drugs for us all to have fun with. And then they're like, yeah, let's do it. And she's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go to bed early. Yeah. You all have fun. I'm like, oh, girl, what did you put in those drugs? Yeah, like, that is weird. These folks are all going to die. <laughs> she knows what's going on between Charlie and Mina, and they're all going to die. And this was oh, before they be had fun. had sex. Yeah. Okay. That would have been an interesting plot. Uh-huh. It would have been. And then later, so everyone, you know, Charlie and Mina did these terrible things. They did a bunch of drugs. They were not feeling their best the next morning when everyone was supposed to go on a hike. So they stay home conveniently together so that they can problem solve. And Josh and Michelle go on a hike where Josh reveals to Michelle that when she got together, she knew that when she got together with Charlie, he was with someone else. But then Josh is like, that's weird. He was with someone else, someone else before he got together with someone else. Uh And she's like, what? (laughs) And then we start to realize what Charlie's deal is. Uh Uh-huh. Charlie's got some patterns, which, you know, uh, there's a part of me that's sort of like, if you get together with someone who is already with someone, 
you know something about that person. Like, you know that they don't have a sense of loyalty to the person they're in a relationship with. Yeah. And I'm not saying that no one can ever change. I'm just saying, you know something about that person. So for her to act all shocked and surprised felt a little hypocritical to me. Yeah, I suppose. But that sits hand in hand with the other issue about Charlie, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. that he looked, sounded, and acted like Joel McHale, which <gasps> made this like a whole community thing. <laughs> I just kept thinking that's who he was over and over again. And then I was like, no, no, it's not. The thing is, he was like the Joel McHale character from Community if that character had had no character arc and had not... yeah improved as a human being over the course of the show like it was the complete lack of morals dirty lawyer i'm just gonna cheat my way through the world the person that he started out as yeah and he sort of stayed that way during this movie and yet everybody was into him Ugh, i wasn't into him good he was sketchy i didn't like him he got weird at points And I can't remember exactly what it was, but like, oh, he was super mean to his brother. That's what it was. Yeah, he was. He was like extra, I am better than you all the time to his brother. Yeah. Which Dave Franco wrote this. Oh, no. (laughs) What? End of statement. Are we? Are you saying this is like we're seeing into the inner workings of his personal dramas and traumas? Sort of like we were seeing into the personal <laughs> dramas and traumas of the director of The Brood and his like whole divorce thing. No comment. No comment. Okay. Okay. It's interesting to think about, though. It is. Um, I was way more into. Okay, way more is a subjective term because I was not into Charlie in any way. I thought he was someone that you, I would keep at a far distance because he gave me red flag vibes, Mm -hmm. but I was definitely more into Josh as a human being. Like he had his flaws. He clearly didn't make great choices, but also like he seemed like a better human being. Yeah, definitely. And he had a dog. He did, which is an example of how he's not a great human being because this rental did not allow pets and he said, I'm going to sneak my dog in. Yeah. And everyone else was like, no, don't do it. And he's like, "Eh, dog's already in the car. We're doing it. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? Give my dog a kiss. (laughs) So not a lot of great people. No, no, not a lot of great people. In fact, they were all not great enough that I was 100% sure that one of them was going to be the person who was killing everybody in this movie. Yeah, that like, was definitely I, possible. I fully believed that Taylor was a red herring, that he was maybe like weird and sketchy, but he wasn't actually the one doing any of the killing, and that we were going to find out at the end. If I had had to put money, I would have said on Michelle that Michelle had taken mm. everybody out because she was mad that she was being cheated on. Sure. And then... When I felt like, okay, no, maybe not. Then I was like, well, maybe it's Josh because he's mad that he's being cheated on and that his brother is such a beanbag to him. But no, turns out I was wrong about all of that. And Taylor was still a mislead. Taylor was a red herring. And that's where we get into things. 
right? Let's get into things. I think I think we all know what subgenre we're looking at here. The open house subgenre. <laughs> the, the open house subgenre, which I would normally call the Netflix original subgenre. <laughs> uh-huh. The this movie was written by AI and AI doesn't know how to end a story subgenre. Mm-hmm. But this was not a Netflix original. It was just on Netflix. Yeah. So to wrap up the rest of the story of the movie, because literally mm-hmm. this is the entire story of the movie. I mean, movie. people start dying one by one, right. starting with Taylor, because they call him oh, yes. in to fix the hot tub. Michelle calls him in to fix the hot tub, not knowing that there's a whole Issue camera thing. Cameras. And he shows up, and then Mina confronts him, and they get into an altercation, and then Josh, not knowing what's going on either... Jumps in to try to protect Mina, pushes him over. He hits his head on the shower, but that's not what kills him. No, he is knocked out and he's okay, or at least not dead. And then a mysterious stranger, they don't see him, but he shows up and suffocates Taylor. And we're like, Uh, my exact note is all caps. Who is that? Exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. Because we've been told that Taylor's brother owns the house, not Taylor. And Mm. we thought, well, you know, so there we go. It's Taylor's brother that set up these cameras and that is doing all this. But why is he killing his brother? Mm -hmm. Well, friends, could have been Taylor's brother, but it's likely not. Because at the end, after everyone is dead... He cleans up the house. The he, the mysterious, we never see his face, sixth character, cleans up the house, leaves, rents an entirely different property, sets it all up with cameras, rents it out, and is filming people again. No, he doesn't rent it out. He's just, he just rents it and puts the cameras in and then goes away. Like it's an Airbnb and he uses it for one weekend, goes away and keeps watching the cameras i believe that what's happening i think that's what he does because he gets to go into each one sets it up moves that makes so much more sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean again relative to the no sense that it made to me originally yeah so that's kind of that's a, that's a cautionary tale to us all that anybody can rent these things out and they can leave stuff behind if they keep it hidden from the people who own them. Also, it doesn't even have to be a third party. Like, legitimately, I have rented some Airbnbs and I have never knowingly had an issue. I've never been murdered in an Airbnb. Not yet. Just going to say that. And there have definitely been situations where I'm like... There could easily be a camera hiding behind that air vent or, you know, in that ceiling that's made of wood that conveniently has like a little knot, you know, like how there's Uh holes in the in old wood, like right where knots are. That's like right above the bed. And I'm laying in bed, falling asleep, looking at it, going, "Hmm." well, you know what you got to do is use the flashlight on your phone and zoom it up there and it'll sparkle if there's a. I have legitimately done that in the past. Wow. I have, it's long before this was like a thing. I have, every time I'm in a hotel bathroom, I'm like looking at all the vents going, yeah, pretty likely someone's filming me from one of these. Right? And like, for real, in one of, in an Airbnb that I have stayed in multiple times, 
I have had the thought, there's a good chance there's a camera behind that knot in the wood. I'm just going to not think about it. Yeah. Like literally, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend I don't have this concern and just not. Yeah. <sighs> Which I don't feel great about. But it's not great. What but are you going to do? Yeah, you, you're not going to find it. You, yeah. Unless you do find it, then that's a whole other thing. And again, sort of like with these people, like it would be worse if I tried to confront it or anything. Like if I, I felt like there would be more danger if I like acted on that than if I just pretended like I was like, eh, it's fine. Because apparently in my brain, it's better for one weirdo to have footage of me sleeping <laughs> than for me to confront that weirdo. It probably is. Ugh. It's safer. It's not going to get out there. No one's going to care about I mean, you don't know footage. that. Hopefully. You don't know that. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it gets out in the world, it's going to get out to the pervert community. Like, nobody normal is ever going to see it because have you ever seen a video like that out in the world? No, because they don't share them with normal people. So you're good. Right, like it's okay. Only the creepos in the world exactly. have seen me sleeping. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't make me feel better. Oh. Honestly, the more the more horror movies I watch that involve Airbnbs where <laughs> people get murdered and or hunted down or whatever terrible thing happens to them, haunted, whatnot, the more I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. Which then, like you're saying, it's also. People go in hotels all the time. Like, anyone could have something set up in a hotel and no one would know. I just... Why leave the house? That's what I have <laughs> always said. That's been my stance since day one. Yeah. Hmm. The other thing is, if you do leave the house, that's an opportunity for someone to come in and put cameras in your house while you're gone. Stop so it. never, ever leave your house. Stop! We have left our house! Well, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> That was a mistake. It was a mistake. We got to stay in the house. I feel like I need to get one of those scanner things that, that they use in spy movies where yeah. I can scan for bugs and cameras and whatnot. We definitely have bugs. I know that. Ants. We have a lot of ants. Scorpions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the end of the movie is just new person arrives out of nowhere, has no connection to any of them. Surprise. How could you have not figured it out? You fool. <laughs> Like that, the credits of the movie are over like footage of all these different people mm -hmm. staying in the Airbnb and he sees them. And then there's a moment at the end where he shows up on camera and you're like, oh no, he's kill gonna kill yeah, them. Yeah, he's sneaking into a room where someone is sleeping. Yep. I exactly just, what you were afraid of. Right? So, like, that is my least favorite kind of ending, though. The one where you have had a movie where the. The setup is someone is doing something. Can you figure out who it is? <laughs> and then the answer to the question is someone that I would have no earthly way of knowing existed until the big reveal. It's, it's exactly like a six-year-old making a riddle. <laughs> yes. It is. And it's such the opposite of the murder mysteries that I cut my teeth on you know the sherlock holmes and the agatha christies and mm -hmm. whatnot where they give you all the clues and you have to try to figure them out the encyclopedia browns <laughs> yes 
This is almost identical to the plot of the open house. Like that was a house that was doing an open house and Mm. the guy snuck in during the open Mm -hmm. house to set up his cameras and whatnot. Or actually I think what he did was just hide inside. But other than that, like it's the same thing. Like Mm. he murders them and moves on to the next one and, and that's it. Yeah. I hadn't even realized that. I just knew that it felt the same in terms of like having a huge letdown, but yeah, it is the same. There's also a very popular and well-liked horror movie, which I may have reviewed. I hated it. It's called Strangers or The Strangers. And it is, again, the exact same thing, except you see them this time. It's like people show up at a couple's front door and are like, hi, you know, please let us in to use your phone or whatever. And of course, they tie up torture and murder the people in the house and then leave. And you never find out why they did it, who they are, what it was all about. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the subgenre. It's the it's arbitrary the, death right. it's story. The, it's it's the idea, it's the it's based on the fear that death is waiting around every corner and there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from it because it's everywhere. Yeah. And it's it's random and mm-hmm. just might as well have fun because there's nothing you can do. Yeah, I, that's not my favorite subgenre. No. I find it very unsatisfying. It's not storytelling. No. That is not how stories work. It's just capitalizing on an innate fear that humans have that death could be around any <laughs> corner. Like, yeah. we have this built-in fear of the unknown and the uncontrollable. And, you know, sometimes things happen you don't see them coming. And and to build on that or to use that as your basis for a story, but to not add anything else to it, that's what makes it feel like not a story to me. Is that they didn't they didn't make it any more complicated than sometimes bad stuff happens. Yeah. And I think I mean in this movie there was character stuff, like we got involved in these characters' relationships and how they were cheating on each other and all that. But as far as the murdering and stuff goes, that's completely separate. It's It's got nothing to do with their character, and we don't learn anything about it. Right. And what it does is show that there were two people in that house who were cheating on their significant others, who were lying, who, like would be considered the bad guys, like that they had done something wrong and maybe like in a very moralistic society, like, well, maybe they deserved some, like maybe they Mm -hmm. had bad karma, whatever. Like in a movie where something bad happened to them, you'd be like, eh, maybe they brought that on themselves. I don't know. But then we also have Josh who didn't do anything, was trying to make his life better and didn't do anything wrong until he attacked the guy and knocked him into the bathtub, which, you know, again, may be a problem there. And Michelle, who for real had done nothing wrong within the context of this movie. And the movie is sort of saying, like, it doesn't matter, man. Your karma doesn't matter. The choices that you make in life don't matter. Whether you are a good person or a bad person, irrelevant. You're all going to die the same. And that defies the whole point of storytelling. You know, like the... The thing that people get mad at in movies is, oh, that's too much of a coincidence. That would never happen. But that's literally how you write a story. Is The only reason it's a story is because something interesting happened. And if 
just random stuff happens that's not interesting no one wants to hear about it well i mean somebody wanted to hear about it somebody wrote it i know who wrote it (laughs) it's probably not going to come as a surprise to anyone listening that this was not my favorite movie I am not going to give this movie a five. It it had interesting parts. Honestly, sort of like The Open House, I was invested in the movie up until the resolution started happening. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, this is <laughs> stupid. And it was really disappointing. So if I recall, I gave The Open House a zero specifically because it built up my hopes for, you know, 60 plus minutes and then just was like huh just kidding it's just a random guy and he's gonna keep doing it Mm -hmm. nothing has changed i don't feel quite that vindictive about this movie and i don't know if it's that it felt a little less like that like i don't know i don't know what it is or maybe i'm just jaded and now i'm like this is how movies end these days (laughs) i don't know I watch a movie on Netflix and I half expect it to go this way, but I don't, I'm not going to give this movie a zero. So then what am I going to give it? Pluses? I liked the acting. I I mean, I thought it was a well-made movie in terms of like what it looked like and sounded like and, you know, how the writing was and whatever. It felt, it was fine. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it was totally fine. I liked that the dog does not die. Yes, that of, was a twist. Of everyone at the end. that checked into that Airbnb, the dog <laughs> was the only one who survived, which was fun because mm-hmm. I definitely thought that was going to be the, not the case. Yeah, like there were some interesting little bits. Like there was a little foreshadowing when where Tyler says, "Well, enjoy your final night." Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, final can mean two things <laughs> here in this sentence." Or like when they start killing people off. And, like, Michelle's car goes off the road, and she's texting to ask mm-hmm. Charlie to help her, but the guy gets her and then sends the texts to lure Charlie out. I was like, I kind of like that. That yeah. was cool. But then there were the minuses of the absolute weakness of the ending. The whole bit about them taking Taylor's body and throwing it over the cliff, but it doesn't go all the way over the cliff, and it lands on a ledge, and <laughs> then they right. start throwing rocks at it. That whole thing was so inhumane on their part, which I guess is sort of realistic in that they had boxed themselves into a corner that yeah. like they were desperate to get out of. But it, I, I was having a very hard time watching that scene. And, and I really just wanted to be like, nope, I'm done with this <laughs> stupid movie at that point. So overall, I'm going to give it three spike strips out of five. And... I am honestly kind of surprised by that. But as I'm thinking about it, as annoying as the ending is, I'm not mad that the movie made me watch it like I was at the end of Open House. Because there were those things. I think it was because there were explanations about some of the things about the relationships and, Mm -hmm. you know, things for me to enjoy that had some closure. Whereas Open House, there was no closure about anything whatsoever. So, uh, surprisingly, I'm giving it a very middle-of-the-road three. I think the open house was better until the end than this movie was. But I think the big difference is 
the open house was this suspenseful mystery story. Mm -hmm. It kept adding all these different questions and layers. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what does it all mean? And then it just whipped the rug out from under you and was like, it don't mean nothing. It was like, okay, so this movie was like a roller coaster where, like, it had ups and downs. There was no, like, really big loop-de-loop or anything exciting. It was just a little bit of ups and downs and then sort of a, like, a, eh, and now yeah. it's over. Open House was like you were on the up part <laughs> Of the tallest roller coaster you've ever been on, and it just goes yeah. up and up and up and up and up and up, and then it stops at the top, and they make you get out and walk down the stairs. Yeah, they probably give you an elevator down, but not like, a fast one. Right? It was like so. It, it built and built and built and built and built, and then it was like, yeah, that's the end. So we're just going to stop right here. This that's one, a good at analogy. least, at least there were some downhill parts to the roller coaster. Yeah. Of the rental. Like, I think as a movie, ignoring the ending of both, this one was just like kind of meh. Yeah. You know, it's just whatever relationship Mediocre. nonsense going on. And that actually works in its favor as far as, you know, it didn't build up and come crashing down. So that means I wasn't super impressed by it mm-hmm. and I'm mad about the ending. So I give it two spike strips out of five okay and i'm not sure about that but that's where i want to go with it because it was okay to watch because you were watching that story about the characters before they all just randomly got murdered Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're watching a relationship movie and then your internet goes out and you can't finish it and you're like oh well i guess i'll never know what happened (laughs) to them oh well yeah So if this movie had had a more satisfactory ending, like let's say Michelle, okay, let's say it's the movie that we both wanted it to be, that Michelle finds out that Charlie and Mina are cheating and she takes them all out because she's, you know, gone crazy or whatever. Would you have rated it higher or lower in that case? Much higher. Oh, yes. Because of the ending. Yeah. So, So a satisfying ending would have brought the whole movie up. Oh, yeah. Okay. That would have been delightful. Okay. It seemed like it was going somewhere, and then it just didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were pieces about what what could be going on, you know, with, we think Taylor is running these cameras and spying on them, but that's too obvious, so we know it's not that, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. <gasps> One of the negatives I forgot to mention was that there was a secret door under the porch. Oh, yeah. That they had to break into while they were trying to figure out, like, where's the recording device or whatever that's storing Mm -hmm. this footage. And they break into it, and there's nothing in there. I liked that, except that it didn't end up going anywhere. Like, that would have been really fun if something had happened with it. Here's what made me mad. Wait, what do you mean if something had happened to it? If they then, you know, found it elsewhere or somehow, I mean, like... Obviously, we discover later it's in the attic, but in a way that's not interesting because the random guy we don't know comes and gets it. Yeah. If they had found it there or, you know, whatever, they had tortured Taylor to force him to tell them something. Just that that there had been this like, ooh, what's behind this door? And then they bust it open and and it's nothing. It's just storage. I mean, that that seemed like something interesting, except it didn't lead anywhere. Okay, which would have been fine, except that at some point while they are in there, Josh... I think it's Josh, opens some box or something. Yeah. And 
whichever girl was with him was like, oh, what was in there? And he goes, you don't want to know. And then we never find out what uh-huh. was in there. Yeah. What was in there? I think, I think maybe the identity of the killer was in there. And we will never know. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. It's maddening. So that, that annoyed me too, that there was... It's one thing to have a red herring that is connected to the story in some way, but to have a red herring that is just a lie just makes me mad. Yep, fair enough. But you're going to be ecstatic to see the movie we've got for you next week. I can't wait. It's going to blow your socks out of your ears. (laughs) Okay. See you then, everybody. Bye. Gosh, so be careful. I don't know. I feel like you're going to have to pay royalties to use that voice. It's my voice. I don't know why you would say that. Gosh.